Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're asking, does the deep state have a soul? That's correct. Does the deep state have a soul? Now, we're not talking about the soul you might be thinking of as an S-O-U-L. No, we're talking about the soul spelled S-O-L. In fact, we're talking about the Soul Foundation for Advanced Scientific and Policy Research. Now, this is the most recent uh, UFO investigative nonprofit started this by Gary P. Nolan. Now, you might remember that Gary P. Nolan is a guy that did the studies out in Berkeley with the people who uh, reportedly had come in contact with UFOs or UFO wreckage or whatnot. Uh, a study sponsored by uh, the Defense Department, we're told, he told us how he ran that operation, how uh, these people had come down with this illness that uh, mimicked Havana syndrome. Uh, 25% of them died. He gave us a whole spiel about this. He's a big-time scientist. Lots of patents. Uh, seems like a pretty wealthy individual. And for some reason has blocked me on Twitter. Now, I've never been critical of this guy, really. I think uh, I must have upset him with some of my comments or posts about Louis Elizondo. Uh, being height impaired, maybe I don't know. Anyway, he started this new nonprofit, and uh, I'll, it's kind of a complicated story. We'll put the whole thing on the Buy Me a Coffee website. The first one I'm looking at here is from bizmedia.com, and it's a link within this article that I'm citing. It says the sole foundation for advanced scientific and policy research is a coalition nonprofit corporation, California Public Benefit, filed July 7th, 2023. The company's filing status is listed as active, and its file number is 5810665. And, you know, these so many of these nonprofits just seem so sketchy to me. Now, this was set as filed July 7th, 2023, okay? It gives this registering agent located in Sacramento. You can, you can hit the link there. Apparently, this is what they do. They, they, they just register, you know, these nonprofits. It gives a principal address as 5 Hermosa Road, Redwood City, California. Now, I looked that up, and that's a house. In fact, it shows up on a real estate site as someone trying to sell it. So I don't even know who lives there. So the, this UFO investigative nonprofit that's going to tell us all about UFOs and what they are, the headquarters, the principal address is at 5 Hermosa Road, Redwood City, California. It looks like kind of a kind of a nice size house. I think it's listed for $2.7 million. So why are they put I mean, did they just pick this randomly? I don't know. And then the mailing address? <laughs> Check this out. 135 Street, FI20, San Francisco, California, 94105. And when I click that into Google Maps, it brings up the skyscraper and the, the tag says Starbucks. So I don't know, man. This just seems so sketchy to me. Um, the guy running the operation, executive officer is Gary Nolan, uh, chief officer Jonathan Burt, and then the secretary, Peter Scafish. He seems to be the guy that's really into the whole metaphysics thing. So once again, we have these people that are deeply deeply connected to the uh, deep state, and they are telling us that they are going to come up with this plan to investigate UFOs. Now, I, it's important. It's all ties together. And why I ask, does the deep state have a soul, as in soul, S-O-L? Because the deep state, a lot of people don't even want to admit that it exists. The deep state is simply just a collection of these bureaucracies uh, that aren't accountable to anybody, not even Congress. They ignore uh, orders by Congress uh, we, that Congress can't get subpoenas. Uh, they can't touch them. 
ever since these things were created, you know, mostly in, in 1917, I suppose, under Wilson's when they really blew up. But they've just taken over our government. They've taken over our lives. And it's we no longer live in the same country that we were gifted. Now, this article comes to us from Newsweek.com. UFO testimony actively being stonewalled by government lawmakers say, written by James Bickerton, uh, dated 9623. Congress is actively being stonewalled in its efforts to obtain additional powers to investigate unidentified aerial phenomena, also known as UFOs, according to a Republican lawmaker. On July 26, the House Oversight Committee held a session during which David Grush, a United States Air Force veteran, formerly of the National Reconnaissance Office, said he was uh, he said he was aware of concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military intelligence community individuals, individuals regarding the existence of a secret government UAP program. However, Gresh said he lacked the authorization to share classified evidence with the committee and thus couldn't answer many of their questions. You know, they're just going to keep people bound up for eternity on this stuff until somebody just comes out and does an uh, Edward Snowden and just throws it out there. We're just never going to know. But see, nobody wants to throw their life away like that. How can you blame them? A bipartisan group of lawmakers is urging House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to establish a select committee with the power of subpoena witnesses. This could also help with acquiring a sensitive compartmented information facility where Grush would be able to share more sensitive information. So in other words, they want to they create one of these skiffs where they can go in and talk to him. That's not what the Department of Defense wants. They want to keep this stuff a secret for as long as they can. Representative Anna Polina, Jared Mosquis, and Tim, Bert, Tim Burchett of Tennessee, who are leading the charge for a select committee, discuss the difficulties they are facing at an event on UAP hosted by The Hill. So, in other words, you have these three courageous congressmen, two Republicans and a Democrat, fighting to get this information released, and they're just being stonewalled, ignored. Luna claimed efforts to get Grush the necessary security clearance to discuss classified documents are actively being stonewalled. Burchette said it just creates more and more conspiracy theories because our federal government is so arrogant and so bloated, they'll just run out the clock. Well, it I'm sorry, as much as I love Tim Burchette, it's not really creating conspiracy theories. It's exposing conspiracy theories because it is a conspiracy. They are in a conspiracy to keep the truth from us, clearly. During Grush's July 26 committee appearance, the former intelligence officer claimed the U.S. government has been running a multi-decade secret UAP program and that it had recovered non-human biologics. Grush said he had faced very brutal retaliation in response to his speaking out, adding he knows the people who have been harmed or injured in the government's bid to hide information. We've talked about that before. Uh, what, what what was often referred to as the CIA uh, talking, uh, CIA uh, called it wet weather, I guess. And that's like I said, that's the one that really got me nailed on YouTube. Nobody wants to talk about wet weather and people being harmed or injured or even killed because of what they know about UFOs. Now it says, however, Pentagon spokesman denied that it has found any variable viable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have been have existed in the past or exist currently. Oh yeah, they don't know anything. Don't see nothing. Don't hear nothing. Now it says in June, Grush claimed the American government had recovered then covered up non-human origin vehicles during an interview with News Nation. He said they these are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it spacecraft if you will. Non-human exotic origin vehicles 
that have either landed or crashed. When you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. So he's saying they have pilots. They have dead aliens. Now, taking all that into consideration, considering last week how AARO put this uh, website of theirs up, and they're talking about the most common UFO you're likely to see is an orb, and, oh, yes, we're bringing you disclosure. We're, we're really putting it out there. Check out this paragraph. However, Sean M. Kirkpatrick, head of the Pentagon's recently created All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO, created to record UAP. Okay, the guy that's supposed to be there to record UFOs claimed the agency had no evidence of alien life during committee appearance in April. He commented, I should also state clearly for the record that in our research, AARO has found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity, off-world technology, or objects that defy the known laws of physics. Imagine that. You see a sphere flying, no visible means of propulsion, and it doesn't defy the laws of physics. Now, I want to keep that in mind because this new nonprofit corporation, if you will, that's been formed, well, they think that Sean Kirkpatrick is just great. So what we have here is, on the one side, the deep state is stonewalling and blocking any kind of disclosure at all, even to Congress. And on the other side, the deep state partners, people that have worked with them for years, this revolving door to the deep state, they're creating nonprofits to investigate UFOs. And guess what? You're not going to be able to FOIA these guys. They can't even give us a legitimate address that I, that I can see of where this thing is headquartered at, Seoul, headquartered at a house in California, mailing address at a big tall building in San Francisco that has Starbucks on, on Google Maps. What is going on here? So we're not getting more disclosure with these nonprofit, uh, you know, top tier scientists. We're getting less disclosure. And let's get into that a little bit right now. If we go to thedebrief.org, thedebrief.org, and I'll have the link at the Buy Me a Coffee website, uh, it says the Soul Foundation, how a new think tank of academics is applying cutting edge research to the UAP mystery. And this is by Micah Hanks, dated September 12th, 2023. The time has come for serious, well-funded and cutting edge academic research into the nature of unidentified aerial phenomena and their broad cosmological and political implications. So reads a statement appearing on the website of the Soul Foundation, a new California-based think tank that has positioned itself to become a, quote, premier center for UAP research. Officially launched on August 15, 2023, the nonprofit organization has established was established to research the philosophical, policy, and scientific implications of unidentified aerial phenomena, according to a press release issued last month. Look, they want to cover it all. It's all about control. The foundation is led by Dr. Gary Nolan, a professor in the Department of Pathology at Stanford University School of Medicine, along with sociocultural anthropologist Dr. Peter Scafish. Others named among the roster of experts as a sole foundation is assembling are Charles McCullough III, Inspector General of the Intelligence Community, who will serve as a foundation's legal counsel, and Diana Walsh-Pasulka, an author and professor of religious studies at the University of Northern Wilmington, who recently announced she will be joining the foundation as a board member. It always comes back to religion, man. They don't care what your religion is. 
but they want to take over your religion. Why? Well, think about it. What's one of the few things that people will die for? Religion. So they're always going for the jiggler on this stuff. And they're naturally going to have to have somebody in charge of the religious studies because when these you these UFOs finally show up, when these whatever these things are finally uh, reveal themselves, this is going to be the perfect opportunity for them to create a new religion, in my opinion. Otherwise, why are they always so, so concerned about religion? Guided by academics and members of the United States government who share a common interest in what the Pentagon now calls unidentified anomalous phenomena. The Souls Foundation's website says it is currently bringing together teams of noted specialists in the natural sciences, the social sciences, the humanities and engineering, information science, and other technology-focused disciplines that will undertake rigorous, methodical, and cutting-edge inquiry into UAP and their implications as well as help set the agenda for UAP studies. Help set the agenda. I didn't know we needed an agenda for UAP studies. Just observing these things is almost enough. Now, but you can see what's going on here, guided by academics and members of the United States government. So active members of the U.S. government. So while the deep state is stonewalling and preventing Congress from talking to UFO whistleblowers, their employees, their members, are hamming it up with these with these academics who are starting their so-called nonprofit research centers who are going to just see how every aspect of your life is, in, is affected by UFOs and decide to set the agenda. It's always about somebody else setting the agenda for our life. In a recent interview with the Deep Nolan, who serves as the Soul Foundation's Executive Director of the Board and Skafish as Director of Research, spoke at length about how the Soul Foundation came together and what the organization aims to achieve. It says, we got to speaking about what was missing, Nolan said of his introduction to Skafish, which after a period of ongoing dialogue, they concluded was a sort of professionalization of the arena, bringing it together in a way that could be common academic discourse. Yes, the eggheads will take over. To the extent that the public needs to be convinced of anything, or that politicians need to be convinced of anything, Nolan told the debrief, they need to be convinced that academics look at this seriously and are using professional language that everybody agrees is the way it should be approached. Look, if you've been to a medical doctor lately, you probably realize you can get three different opinions for the same thing sometimes. So this whole notion of follow the science and defer to science and do as you're told, I'm more about informed consent. It goes on and says, it's really about whether we believe the data at some level, Nolan said, emphasizing that rather than drawing conclusions about UAP and discussing them, academics should instead have a discussion about the data. We found a tremendous amount of support, Nolan said, especially among policymakers and government that he and Skafish had spoken to. Policymakers. The same people that told you to put on a mask and stay in your house and be locked up. Policymakers. Could you imagine what they would do if one of these things landed in a sports arena somewhere? It would be immediate lockdown, okay? Shut up and stay in your house while we talk to the aliens because we're smarter than you. They felt that they needed somebody to help them frame the language, Nolan told the debrief, which he looks back on as the main force driving the creation of the Soul Foundation. In other words, they needed a ministry of propaganda because they're too dumb to put together a message that people will believe. All right? 
A specialist in religion, anthropology, and ontology, Scafish said he is uniquely positioned to provide an academic perspective on some of the potentials that the study of anonymous phenomena might represent. Well, sure, he's an expert in religion. The kind of religion that doesn't really do anything except control people. Not the kind of religion that liberates people, I suspect. Quote, I know exactly what people mean when they talk about ontological shocks, Gaffey said of his own research experience. It's pleasant for someone like me to see that term passing into public discussion around something as anomalous as UAP. In other words, we're going to scare the living daylights out of you. Scafish told the debrief that his past work in these areas included the exploration of religious and cosmological ideas, which gave rise to considerations about their potential relationship to UAP. However, Scafish also said he has explored the ways the U.S. government may have been involved in studying the object. You mean covering it up? What happened in 2017 and after wasn't a big surprise to me at the time, Scafish told the debrief, acknowledging that he had educated himself on the topic prior to the widespread reporting on efforts within the U.S. Department of Defense to evaluate UAP that were first reported in the New York Times. Wow. So he's okay with uh, Louis Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and Tom DeLonge and the New York Times and somehow a video gets put on the internet with a certain watermark on it and somebody makes a bunch of money. That's just fine with him. Sit down and shut up. We do have a narrow framing right now in public discussion about what data is, Scafe said. It's absolutely necessary for the natural sciences, in other words, the hard sciences, to be involved in both gathering data and analyzing it on one hand, but also confirming some aspects of UAP through that, if that's possible. Look, you've got Arrow running around saying these things don't violate the laws of physics. The rest of us see them. And we know that they clearly violate the laws of physics. So how are you going to gather data on these things? However, Scafish said that much of the data that currently exists about UAP is one of the, is one of the kind that better satisfies the, satisfies the research interests of those in social sciences like himself. See, social sciences, I'm telling you, it's all about control. It's data that belongs to the social, historical, cultural, critical dimension of human beings, Scafish said. So to me, the congressional legislation is data. The 2021 UAP task for report is data. The old intelligence data from the Project Blue Book files is data, not just about UAP events, but that's data about their context. Yeah, it's data about covering up. It's data, it's data about conspiring to keep this thing hidden, about depersoning honest people who reported these things. He goes on, from my perspective right now, if we were to take a hard look at a lot of the data coming out of legislation and out of declassified information on UAP, we would probably be close to settling the question of whether these things, the genuine UAP, are non-anthropogenic, Scafish told in the debrief. I can tell you, they're not human. And if you've seen one up close like I have, you can see that they do violate the, the laws of physics. Something that grows from maybe 10 foot across to 30 foot across to 40 foot tall, shifting in sizes and shape before your eyes, propulsion that's not seen, producing energy from we don't know where, just showing up and disappearing at will. They're not human. I think that this is the data we need to be looking at right now, Scafish added, and as we do that, the scientific data is going to become much more important, and we're going to have more people gathering it, but also looking into it in more rigorous ways. Now he goes on and says, Scafish and Nolan expressed that there is promising potential that improving the collection and analysis of these, of these existing forms of data about UAP could eventually move us toward a better understanding of their performance characteristics and other physical capabilities. You know, it's kind of like the old 
uh, story of uh, you take four guys, you put blindfolds on them and ask them to describe an elephant by touching it. The thing is so big. The guy that touches the trunk has one definition. The guy that touches the leg has another. The guy that touches the tail has a completely different interpretation of this elephant. This phenomena of the UFOs right now is so big and so advanced that the best we can hope for really is just to recognize that it exists and start to log where these things show up and when they show up. Now they've been around for thousands of years, so it's not like we have to solve them today. It's not like it's a matter of life or death that we uh, catalog these things today. The first step is to recognize them and to quit depersoning people who talk about them. The next thing is to realize that these are intensely personal experiences. We see this observer effect uh, demonstrated over and over again. So the idea that a bunch of scientists can go out there and just uh, put up cameras to catch these things and tell us what we're seeing, it doesn't work that way. It's beyond that. This is at a quantum level, at some sort of uh, interdimensional level. They're not going to solve this thing in a laboratory. No way. It says team science is really more than just a buzzword Nolan said. It's a requirement for a lot of kind of big science work that I do. In that context, even if I maintain a central focus on what could be considered the natural or hard sciences, if I exclude the data that Peter is talking about and say that is out of our bounds, that many of the skeptics would like to say is out of our bounds, then it's a huge mistake. And then, of course, there's a premise. Social science still has the word science in it, Nolan said. Oh yes, we know about the word science, don't we? Although both Nolan and Scafisher argue that there is data already in hand that could be useful in advancing our understanding of UAP, they also recognize that it is not enough information to demonstrate that UAPs, while still anonymous, also represent something truly extraordinary. Well, it's clear to me that neither of these guys have had an experience with one. Because if they had, they would recognize that it is uh, extraordinary. Whatever is going on here is extraordinary. Now, since July 22nd, or since July 2022, it says the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO, has overseen the Pentagon's investigations into UAP, emphasizing the use of standardized reporting and data collection, blah, blah, blah. Now, we've talked about this. I don't see any real investigation going on, okay? Just another funded program in the DOD that's not accountable to anybody. That's what I'm seeing. According to its website, AAR defines that UAP as consisting of airborne objects that are not immediately identifiable. Let me go on that article a little bit, and it's talking to the Skafish character, and he says, while speaking with the debrief, Skafish acknowledged some of the criticism AAR has received while emphasizing the significance of his existence as an official governmental UAP investigative effort. These guys are uncloaking themselves right here in this paragraph as deep state operatives, Okay. They always look to daddy government because they are part of daddy government and it gives them a means to control you. Government gives these types of personalities a means to control other people. Okay. And this control is sociopathic in nature. I don't care if these guys have an IQ of 200. The behavior of controlling other people the way the deep state and so many of these scientists want to control us is sociopathic. People are dissatisfied with the arrow, but people need to keep in mind it's remarkable that there's even an office that that reports to Congress and the Department of Defense about this, Scafie said. Really? 
they're reporting about it. So he's trying to tell you that this dog and pony show they've set up called Arrow is such a great deal. I really feel that people need to take a hard look at what we're hearing from some of the most senior people in the intelligence community. What we're hearing from people that were involved in publicly acknowledged UAP programs in the intelligence community, what emerging whistleblowers are saying, and also what people in Congress are saying, Scafish said, appeal to authority. Scafish told the debrief that, in his view, the notion that the U.S. government investigates investigations of UAP are entirely the result of a small collection of individuals who merely want to believe there's a phenomenon is doubtful. Well, there really is no real investigation that, that we're being let in on. I would say that the evidence strongly tells in the direction of them actually having listened to people do good faith, but also methodical intelligence assessments, he said. Yeah, pretty smart guy, but not a very well-constructed sentence. Yeah, faith in the government. And then he goes on down here and talks about, um, toward the end of the article, he gets into this whole deal where they ask him about uh, Kirkpatrick and the comment that he made that we, not, we, haven't, we haven't got anything that shows that these things violate the laws of physics. Having, even having said that, even the head of Arrow, even having made this ridiculous comment after showing Congress th these these spheres that have no visible means of propulsion, we don't know how they get the energy, but they're flying all over the place. He says, "Well, see those, but no, they don't. They don't. They don't violate the laws of physics." Even knowing all that, Scafish still thinks that uh, he's a great guy. So it kind of gives you uh, an idea where they stand at. Okay. Wow, another deep state construction in my in my in my opinion. Now, they've got the uh, they they've got the addresses and stuff here. I went over them a little bit. They got the physical addresses, five Hermosa Road. I got a picture of that. You can take a look at it. Uh, this whole nonprofit thing these guys got. I have to tell you, this this Soul Foundation. It looks uh, it looks just as sketchy as sketchy gets to me. I mean, you've got a bunch of people that are tied up with the deep state seven ways to Sunday. At the same time that that deep state, their buddies are telling Congress that we're not going to give you any information. They are stonewalling. They're just digging in their heels. They're not giving Grush the clearances he needs to talk about this. They're holding back information from the American people and from Congress. While all that's going on, these half a dozen or so individuals that have deep, deep ties with the deep state, with defense contractors and academia and all the rest, they've decided to form their own corporation, this Soul Foundation, to investigate UFOs. And not just investigate UFOs, but to investigate how UFOs are going to affect you in your daily life, in your choices of religion and politics and science. However they may affect you, these guys want to set the agenda. And that's the crazy part. Not going to let them do it. Until next time, this is UFO Warning over and out.